0: You're listening to Emmy Award-winning host, Jordan J. Adams. Jean-Francois Tremblay studied exercise and kinesiology and biochemistry at the University of Ottawa and pharmacy at the University of Montreal. He received his master's degree in pharmacology at the University of Madrid. Mr. Tremblay has been researching peptides since the 1990s, and after you listen to the game-changing information he shares with us today... You may be most interested in knowing he compounds his own peptides out of his burgeoning business canlab a montreal-based company synthesizing and manufacturing peptides in canada Jean, thank you so much for being with us today no
1: hey thanks uh thanks to you for having me
0: absolutely and
1: i guess i guess the first question
0: out of the gate is you know how did you end up in this space it's a pretty heavy scientific background Uh, You know, why science and and why this particular space of peptides?
1: Well, it all started actually, well, back in the 80s. Uh, Okay, I did study kinesiology. First, uh, uh, biochemistry, I did one year and I I didn't finish that one. Uh, When I discovered, I was a bit naive at the time, that there was a program of kinesiology I didn't know that even existed. I knew physical education, and I thought that was it. Uh, So me, I was interested not in sports per se, but in physical activities, you know, for health. And bang, kinesiology existed, so I went to do that. And then, you know, pharmacy, because I found out uh, okay at Ottawa university a lot of uh, high level athletes were training at our facilities there in the gym so very fast training there and eventually working there in the gym i i came i was confronted by the um, help of medicine in sports and i found that fascinating not so much for the high performance but about the same time actually one of the first book i got on the subject by then it was a huge book it was called life extension it was kind of the bible of uh, on the subject it was published in 1982 so a lot of things are not a lot Uh, the the applications are maybe outdated but the principles are pretty much there. And I was interested in that physical activities, nutrition and supplements and eventually even drugs, because that's that's what there was there for the purpose of, uh, well, we would call it life extension, but me it was more uh, uh, better quality of life you know and and that's why I went into pharmacy not medicine because medicine they take a sick body and they bring it to normal and me I was always interested going from normal to better so exercise first was uh the way I chose then pharmacy pharmacology um I thought there are very viable ways to to do that, and it turns out nowadays that they are the ways. Uh, so that's how that's how I got into that whole field because. Uh, Yeah, people think kinesiology, and then they, I know you're deep in sports, but I was born, I see only with one eye, so I cannot play sports, you know, I I cannot triangulate a ball, a puck, a hockey puck, so I I, I never played sports, so I've never been inclined to sports per se. I like to watch sometimes baseball for some reason, I like to watch, it's the only sport I can watch a whole game. Uh, Uh... But it was more like how to improve your health to uh, optimize uh, your function and longer eventually. So that's how I got into that whole thing of uh, at the time, uh, peptides were not known, but other things were. So I got into that. And uh, in the 90s, uh, articles started to come out scientific articles on peptides. And I, I worked on that. And uh, uh, one of the first one I really got interested, that was at the end of the 90s. It was in a French magazine. And they were talking about melanotan. And I said, oh, and me, naturally, I'm white like a ghost. Nothing ever worked. And I read about that. And I said, oh, look at this. <laughs> and, and I got some. It was ridiculously expensive getting it from uh, the companies back then, because the synthesis methods were very costly, but uh, and yeah, it did work. So, uh, you know, I don't want to mislead anybody, you know, when you said that I was researching peptides, it was not research in, uh, in uh, academic uh, setting, it was like personal research, on me first and other people gathering data, it's not another kind of research that you would publish eventually. So it was more uh, research like is done today, you know, that whole class of people, the biohacking community. So uh, and, and by the way, uh, I, I strongly believe that the beginning of the bi- modern biohacking started with uh, bodybuilding um uh, people who are from that era and even before uh, bodybuilders first anything that could help to grow the muscles and they would biohike their body but they even went a lot into no tropics because they figure okay if I can improve my concentration I'll have better training and a lot of the first people to tweak with no tropics that I remember were bodybuilders to help improve their performance in their sports and yeah. back then yeah. I was immersed in that that's why I said you know when I started to uh, brush shoulders with high level athletes then I discover things that they were trying you know and not only steroids all kind of things. And But me, the view I had on that is, okay, me, I don't want to uh, be Mr. Olympia. I just want to improve my performance, improve this. What can I take from that without abusing it that will help me to reach those goals? So that, that site was born, so to say, my big interest in that. And uh, And yes, eventually, okay, to come back to the peptides and... <laughs> it's funny because you know uh, back then you know at the beginning of the 2000s uh, it was easy to be an expert on peptides because there were very few around <laughs> you only had to know four or five and that's it you were the expert now it's a bit more complex
0: tell us exactly uh what a peptide is and, and then i want to i want to before you you say that Let everyone know who's listening to this, they might want to get a pen and paper out because, um, while we are certainly not giving any medical advice or any suggestions whatsoever, the information itself is so fascinating. Um, and there's so you know thousands of peptides now, and you have some key ones, and some of the uh, results that you've gotten with these peptides is mind boggling.
1: A lot of listeners will have heard or because for many years you know how many times did you see uh in the national league or the NFL a player getting hurt and you say okay that's it is is out for the season and first thing you know the guy is back playing in top shape in 3 weeks a month so of course officially is okay he has good doctors yeah but what do what do those doctors know that's that's the difference and for many years that was kind of a a secret weapon so to say and of course to have you know it's professional sports uh, to have the edge they wouldn't talk about it they you know it would really actually be a secret uh, of those uh, medical teams but they have been used for so long some of them Uh, more than 20 years in sports. So we'll we'll, we'll detail them a bit, but it's amazing. So that's why, don't be surprised. A lot of listeners probably already know a couple of those already because uh, in in that uh, kind of underground thing, they they, they have been known for a long time. But there is a, a tipping point where it cannot be stopped. Now, too many people know about them so and that's becoming slowly mainstream in the us already and you know worldwide after but it's becoming fast very mainstream and clinical application it's uh, it's amazing it's like the electric car you know uh, tesla you know they passed that tipping point and now everybody knows you know nothing can stop them basically it's it's happening guess we'll
0: see I, I understand big pharma is trying to get in and pressure the powers that be that will take away yours and other good-natured and good, well-intentioned uh, compound pharmacies, um, and it's going to be a big political battle. But I want before we go down yes. that road, I want I want to know what a peptide is because the practical applications are what will keep people listening. I want them to know uh, – because there's so many different ailments that we're all suffering from, you know, the whole planet is, is is on fire. We're all in, you know, not only is the planet itself on fire, but our bodies, probably 90% of us have inflammation. And that's like the source of pretty much everything, right? Everything that ails us is inflammation and it's uh, the body fighting itself. And when I looked at peptides getting around that GI track through, you know, a small little insulin needle, um, realizing that oh, now you're giving me hope, you know, Jean-Francois just gave me hope because now I can get around, you know, my, my leaky gut and some of my, my personal inflammatory issues. Uh-huh. Tell us what a peptide is. First.
1: Very technically and officially it's a linear chain of up to 50 amino acids. If you throw in something else in the chain, then it's not a peptide anymore. Uh, if you uh, branch it out, then it you may call it a polypeptide or it becomes a protein if it gets bigger. So basically, this is it. In general, it's a chain of amino acids and officially up to 50 uh, uh, amino acids. Uh, not. Unofficially, for example, growth hormone is uh, is a big, but still a peptide. It's a chain of 191 amino acids, but it's linear. So it fits, but the people don't call it a peptide because it's too long. But to give you an idea, uh, insulin is too. So that's what they are in nature. In the human body, we produce them naturally. Uh, We estimate that we produce in different cells and organs close to 300,000 in the body. Uh, For sure, they have isolated already over 7,000 that they say, okay, this one exists in the body, this one. Uh, But we still don't know what they do, all of them out of those 7,000, maybe it's hard to put a number. But let's say maybe we know a few hundreds, we know what they do in the body. And actually now a lot of the research coming out, they don't discover a new peptide, they just discover what a peptide that they knew existed, they, they find out what it does in the body. So a lot of the studies coming out right now are those. And basically in the body, there are signaling uh, agents. So they, they attach to uh, the wall of a cell or of the nucleus. Some of them, they actually go deep and they attach to the uh, DNA chain. Uh, to send a signal for the cell to do something very specific.
0: And um, you have really done a great job of zeroing in on some of the more um, efficacious ones and some of the powerful ones. Um, there's kind of two ways I was looking at approaching this. One, you know, I, I already bought a bunch of peptides from you and we're going to have fun talking about the different ones I bought and how they affected me. Cause I, I wanted to have a lot of experience with these <laughs> before we did the show. Um, and then the other one is kind of talk about all the different ailments and which, what you would use for that, for that particular ailment, or we could talk about the actual peptide first and everything the peptide does. So there's kind of like a bunch of different ways of approaching it. The ones I bought, or that we could talk about injuries and what you use for that, or you talk about the peptide first. You know what? Let's let's talk about BPC one fifty seven.
1: The uh, it's pretty much the BPC one five seven and timers in beta four, also known as TB five hundred. I'll, I'll I'll explain it. TB 500, a lot, most people actually know it under that name, but it used to be a commercial commercial name for time as in, but not quite actually, it's it's a bit tricky, but because if you go on a research engi- uh, engine, but for research like PubMed and you do TB 500, practically nothing will come out because it's not the accepted name in science. It is time as in beta four. And then you'll have all the studies that were done on that peptide and BPC-157. So basically, those two, uh, they are the ones who have been used first. First, first, they were used actually uh, on uh, horses for, you know, horse races. A lot of money. They want the horse to repair fast so we can go back to race. Uh, Time as in beta 4 was used by and I'm talking like probably more than 20 years ago uh and of course again that's another thing bodybuilders builders do they're very good at looking okay if it's good for a horse it's good for me too for and more so if it's good for a million dollars horse it's good for me too so I, <laughs> what does it what do they give to that horse <laughs> and that's how it came in the the, the realm of uh, sports basically. And in that regard, it does a bunch of things. it's anti-inflammatory, it repair tissues, it uh, it uh, produce angiogenesis uh, as effect of its uh, okay, I, I'm gonna make it simple. BPC157 time isn't beta four. They repair, everything. I I haven't seen one thing yet that they wouldn't do anything. Uh, Or for example, I've seen people with something and they would ask me, do you think it's going to be good for this? Uh, uh, For, I don't know, for a, a condition. And I would look it up, no research on that. Nobody looked into it. I say, I don't know, try it. Uh, they would, and yes, it was good. I, I never saw somebody come back to me and say, no, I didn't do anything. It, it, it. I call them, I call them moron proof peptides, because you cannot go wrong. Yeah, right, right. 95, uh, you know, I don't want to go 100%, but if you don't know what you're doing, just Take those two, and ninety-five percent of the time, it's gonna work. So, and, uh, and and one thing though, before we continue, I want to talk about their side effects of peptides in general. Uh, we live in a society where we are used to side effects, right? You take a pill, a drug, side effects. Well, peptides are not drugs. They uh, Uh, again, talking about time as in beta four, it has uh, a lot of different activities. It's like a a key chains with many keys. So different parts of the molecule uh, signal, different parts of a cell, for example. But what people think is, okay, a drug, if you have high blood pressure and you take a drug for high blood pressure, it's going to bring the pressure down, your blood pressure down. But if you don't have high blood pressure and you take that drug, well, your, pre- your blood pressure will go down anyway. So now you're going to be uh, hypotensive. A drug pushes its effect. Either it's needed or not, you take the drug, the effect happens. Peptides, they're very selective. Uh, It won't heal tissues if there is no tissue to heal. It won't provoke angiogenesis if angiogenesis is not needed. It's gonna do only what is needed and where it's needed. Uh, So you, basically that makes them without side effects we produce them in the body already so those who just take more and and they have studies human studies that have been done on the time as in beta 4 where they give them ridiculous amounts that in the world of the researcher they stop because they say well we'll stop at that dosage because nobody will ever take that much and no side effects mm-hmm. so uh there that's one of the main reasons I, I like working with those, because, you know, it's not. No, nothing bad can happen. Uh, there are cases where. OK, let's say you have an autoimmune condition and you take. BPC-157, some people, they will have a reaction to the BPC-1 autoimmune response. But see that's not a side effect of the bpc157 it's an effect from their condition right like somebody who's allergic to peanuts he eats peanuts he gets a bad uh, effect but you're not gonna say oh that's a side effect of peanuts no it's an effect from that person's condition so with peptides the same thing they don't have side effects but you may have a condition that the peptide will trigger that condition, and then you have to work around it. There are ways to to do that, but uh, basically that's it. You know there is uh, you practically cannot overdose on them. So if mistakes are made in dosage, well, nothing. You know nothing happened, and the uh, the they're, they're they're ideal to work with. And they're so multifunctional. Again, you know, time is in beta 4. You'll use it either you have a a teared ligament, either a broken bone, uh, you have a liver problem, lung problem, heart problem, kidney problems, brain problems. Name it. It's going to be good for it. (laughs) Same for BPC 157.
0: It's shocking. It is. It is. is
1: And it has been known for a long time. uh, Just that even pharmaceutical companies, they knew about those. They just didn't say, you know, they just.
0: Can't patent it.
1: As long as it's, yeah, they can't patent it. So they say, we'll just shut up about those and we'll we'll push our things. Uh, Now they kind of found a way to work around it. But. yeah, it's 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 amazing, and again, I could talk without for hours the kind of results uh, you get. But to come back to those two repairing peptides, because I know a lot of your listeners are uh, more so in combat sports. I assumes they hurt themselves um, yeah, quite often. Yeah, that's, that's um, actually, the combination of BPC one five seven and Time in beta four. In equal uh, dosage, uh, it's now known as the wol- Wolverine pack. It's because it turns you into a mini Wolverine. You know, not don't go. No, don't ask a friend to shoot you to see if you're gonna repair from that. <laughs> but you, you understand, uh, you cut you cut at least in half the time of uh, of uh, repair. I
0: have uh, leaky gut, and that's been one of my issues, and um, uh, so repair is a big thing because I need to get the what they call it, the endothelial walls um, so that my two systems, you know, the blood system is not merging with the digestive system and vice versa, yeah. um, you know, and then I'm getting that inflammatory response because my immune system is seeing these foreign bodies and starts attacking itself. So every time I eat, you know, I'm getting brain fog and I'm crashing and it's, I don't, I don't want to eat these days. So when I found out about the BPC 157 and I realized I could just go around the track, you know, through the injection, which we'll talk about a little, in a little bit, it's and you know, if I can do it, anyone can do it. Cause these, these needles are a joke. You literally cannot feel the needle. I mean, it's like, I cannot feel the needle. It's a zero, zero impact. Um, Let's talk about the four that I bought and we'll talk okay. about each one because they're some, <laughs> some of them have some interesting responses, as you know. Yeah,
1: you all, you all have to talk about the four of yeah. them. We'll, we'll talk
0: about that one the third one. So the first one is the Solank because um, I was getting very upset with myself feeling that my cognition uh, is really off and that's part, you know, the brain fog is part of the, you know, the insulin that I'm getting from, all of these the blood sugar raises and crashes and leaky gut and, you know, just all these issues. So um, I know that it's going to be, this is the big irony. It's going to be my brain that saves my brain. My brain is going to save my brain. Not the funny thing, right? But I've cool, got yeah. to, I've got to, it's got to get sharp and crisp so I can absorb this information from you. And so it's got to be sharp and crisp and then I need to apply it. So I got the Selank, and I noticed it. I started taking the Solank and I absolutely noticed it. That's another thing I'm really liking about peptides is because it's, you know, you're going right into it, either an intramuscle injection or, a, you know, or a sub Q injection. I'm noticing it right away, which I love. What is Solank and why is it so effective?
1: Uh, it's uh, some people call it a uh, nootropic because it, you know tropics are compounds that will improve your uh, cognitive uh, abilities. But you know a, a drug that will increase intelligence, it doesn't exist yet. there, there well, actually, there is a protein that maybe, but
0: that any no golfo or something like it's a that? cloto
1: what is it? the the cloto cloto with a K. It has been shown to raise the IQ by a few points uh, when it was used. Uh, that's the only one I've seen so far, but it's-
0: uh, Hey, is that the substance, Jean, that was um, what they made that movie a- about with uh, Bradley Cooper?
1: No, the one oh, in the man. movie was doesn't exist. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> but let me tell you, there are people deeply into And that's not because of the movie. That's way before uh, the uh, US Army do a lot of research on those compounds uh, to to, to improve uh, cognition. Uh, A lot of money is invested in that. And one day I'm sure, and things are going faster, we may live to see it where they will come up with something. But basically, uh, no tropic, You know, people, they say, oh, I'm taking this one and my brain fog is clearing up. Well, you didn't improve anything. You just came back to your normal state. Mm. You know, that's mm. what they do. They, they bring you to uh, where you should be, not more. Uh, so it's important for people to know that, you know, you won't turn into uh, an Einstein by... Uh, taking those things. But if for some reason or another, you saw some uh, degradation in your memory and uh, perception, you know, brain fog and all that, then you can reverse and come back to a more normal state with those compounds. Uh, Like caffeine. Caffeine is an otropic, but by no means it's going to make you more intelligent. It, it, It helps you to concentrate maybe and things like that. But it increases the, um, the sp- I think, the speed, or I, I won't go into that. I, I don't have the details, but you get my point. So, Lank and there is They Actually, they came out of Russia.
0: S-E-L-A-N-K?
1: Yeah, and the other one, c max S-E-M-A-X. Uh, they come out, uh, the, the first peptides to ever come out, and I'm talking 50 years ago. First research on peptides known uh, was done in Russia. And it was done uh, the, you know, it was the Cold War, so same as in the US. The military they grab doctors and they say find something to better our soldiers. And there is this doctor, Kevin Sen, who started and he found peptides, uh bioregulators. It's a category uh uh, Epitalon is actually one of the first he found and he, that gave birth to an old line of uh, peptides, bioregulators, and other, you know, c line c uh for the brain. And they're actually, c line and c max they are on the es- ess- essential list of compounds in uh, Russian pharmacies. Uh, that list, I believe, is... It's a compound that no pharmacy cannot have in stock all the time because it's used in emergency. You get um, a concussion, you use those right away. Now, there are other peptides that are amazingly good, but uh, you will mitigate a lot the the bad effect from the concussion, like big time. So... um, uh they are kind of essential for russians Uh, they believe the health government they say no those two they they have to be in stock all the time uh so that's what they do they they increase the blood flow in the brain they uh uh i always mix them up one of them uh as a receptor on the GABA receptor, so it helps you to concentrate. Um, they increase CMAX, I think, but they both do about the same thing. I'll explain the difference. now. I, I, I always found they have like two levels of action. So now the first basic level, they both do the same thing. Uh, they increase BDNF, the brain neural. Oh, yeah. Neuro, tropic neuro uh, factors,
0: right,
1: yeah. Well, uh, that's it. No, the, the, the ongoing repair of uh, brain cells, uh, I think, like by 800 percent, which is amazing, wow. uh, so that that's the base. Basically, they're really good. And most of the time that those are effects you won't feel it will happen or you'll see it maybe after a month, two months, three months of use, you'll see things. Improving, then they have a second effect of uh, level of effects, which is the more nootropic effect. So one of them again, I, I'm a bit dyslexic; I always mix them up. <laughs> uh, one of them is uh, helps for concentration, a bit like coffee, but without the the, the the jittering. And the other one increase is more of a Calming peptide, so uh, anxiolytic. It reduces anxiety. Uh, so those are more immediate effect. You take it, you get that effect. But it doesn't work for everybody. So I would say about sixty percent of people will get those effects. So that's why many times you'll read people, "Oh, I've tried it and it didn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah, it works. It didn't work for that, but the rest it definitely works." So you know don't give it up because you didn't get the anxiolytic effect. it still have a bunch of other good things it's doing. So you have those two levels so uh, and and they work really good and, and it's a bonus if you get that immediate effect. And you know 60 people it's still quite a lot so chances are you'll get that that effect.
0: All right, so one of the other ones, um, and I liked most of them. I'm going to do one of the ones that I didn't like, uh, the melanotan. Uh, I would not wish Melanitan on my worst enemy. John. Are you serious? I, well, I've never been so nauseous, and I've never had diarrhea. I've ne- it was it was about a twelve hour uh, uh, love affair with my toilet. Um, you subsequently told me after I I let you know that I took way too much <laughs> Yeah, yeah one okay. of those knuckleheads that, well, if this is good for you, the more okay. I take, the better it must be.
1: Well, as, as I said, and there is always an ex- exception to everything. There are a few peptides who have side effects. Melanotan has those side effects. If you take too much or at the beginning, Because it fades away after if you continue to take the same dose after three, three, four days, it's gone. It's like nothing.
0: You develop the ability to uh, tolerate it. Yeah. Then you get all the benefits.
1: So the trick is to start a a small dose. And if you increase it every three days up to a efficient level. So to say, then you'll never get any of those in comforts interesting you, you should have talked to me before I you know, started I that, a, that, that after I get lazy,
0: <laughs> I get lazy about the details and, and I filled up half the needle, which is like 40 or 40 milligrams you almost I think you almost fell off your chair when I told you the amount I did on my first time yeah uh, how much are you supposed to take of that just on your first time you've never had it before
1: Mia uh, I like to start with a quarter milligram for three days then half a milligram for three days Uh, to come up like that then after about eight days you reach one milligram then you cruise at one and it's going to take about 10 days you'll start to see the tan coming up because it's the other way around when you tan in the sun it's first it's the other layers will get dark. With melanotan, it's the deep layers that get dark first and they slowly come up. So that's why it takes like seven to 10 days. And eventually, whoop, when it starts to come out, then you start to see the tan. And uh, but it's an amazing peptide, too, because not only for, okay tanning, it's cool. But, but uh, it's another aesthetic, wrinkle? Uh, yeah, wrinkle. But it's easy because when you tan, uh, your skin get thicker, up to three times, mm. so less prone to wrinkles. Mm. Uh, that's why dark people, uh, you know, blacks and uh, you know, Asian, with uh, the still they have more pigments than white people, uh, they have a thicker skin, so they wrinkle less. Wow. Plus. And then you're going to say, yeah, but you look at all those people who are super tan, white people, and they all, yeah, because they tan in the sun. So, yes, they got that thickening of the skin, but they get the damage done to the skin by uh, Mm. uh, excessive uh, UV light exposure. So, with that, you get the benefits without the the damages. So, you get... uh, Me, there has been years. I would say almost last time I was on the beach, that was in 2008.
0: You know, it looks like I'm the one who lives in Montreal and it looks like you're the one who lives in Tampa, even though it's the other way around.
1: Yeah, no, and more so now, you know, we're in December. uh, We had snow already, it's minus, and now people, they, they, they look at me, plus, you know, we have the confinement, so almost nobody's traveling and they, they, say, they say, where have you been, you know, to get that done. And, you know, I said, well, no, it's a little secret, but uh, <laughs> it's, uh, uh, it's, but okay, but as you said, there is, they found out that melanotan has a very potent anti-inflammatory effect. So it kind of been used in small dosages for that effect. But the problem was that either you would take a lot and the, the the people using it, they would get way too dark or they would use dosages that they wouldn't tan so much, but then they wouldn't get that much of anti inflammatory effect. But then they found out that the anti-inflammatory effect was coming from the last three amino acid of the chain. So now they isolated it and it's three amino, it's called KPV, each letter corresponds to a, an amino acid, a V for valine and, and all that, P for proline and K. don't remember. Anyway, three amino acid. So you get the full anti-inflammatory effect without none of the tanning effects or uh, we'll talk about it uh, pro-sexual effect too. So and now it's used by itself. And it's a very potent uh, anti-inflammatory, but not like uh, it's a kind of a natural anti-inflammatory. It it blocks the secretion of Uh, inflammatory factors, the uh, IL-6 and all those uh, uh, factors. So it's, it's of great use in any condition where inflammation is, uh, systemic inflammation is uh, present.
0: All right. The third peptide, and I'm going to list all these peptides in the show notes, um, but the third peptide that, uh, that you recommended I get based on some of the challenges I'm having physically was the VIP. Can you tell us about the VIP and, and why that's so powerful?
1: Basically it's very specifically for the gut. It's a strong anti it's inflammatory uh, because any, any conditions you'll get, either it's leaky gut, either it's a broken uh, bone or uh, uh, even, even being obese by itself <laughs> brings about inflammation. So everything that is not, it should be in the body, first response, inflammation. And actually they, they found out that more so the intra-abdominal fat, uh, that's the only organ that you are not born with because it's almost an organ that it grows in some people and that become, it secretes, uh, uh, it becomes secretory. Uh, Your uh, intra-abdominal fat just sitting there secretes uh, inflammatory uh, factors. Lots of them. So being overweight, a lot of intra-abdominal fat, bang, you're... uh, you're infl- inflammated uh, 24-7 you for know,
0: nothing. I want to I digress just a little bit here or take a little bit of a left turn. We'll come back to the peptide obviously, but you just triggered something in me that I think it'd be very important to bring up right now. Um, there's still the ongoing battle between the meat people and the vegan people um, and both you know, bring up all kinds of science. There's uh, a doctor out there, Dr. Saladino, um, who's very yeah. impressive, very, very impressive MD. And he kind of has a challenge to anybody. He said, I'll do the visceral fat test with any vegetarian, any vegan, any time. I'm not gonna have it, you're gonna have it. And to me, now I haven't decided which way I'm gonna go on this because I always have a really hard time becoming metabolically flexible. I, I, it's nasty trying to get into ketosis for me. Um, but he, that challenge showed me a lot of courage and it showed me a lot of confidence because that's kind of the proof in the pudding is not it? if I can get rid of my visceral fat because that you said it's an organ it's killing you it's putting out all kinds of poison if I can get rid of that visceral fat I'm going to get that flat stomach I've always wanted I'm going to get lean it's going to be anti-aging what is your opinion um sorry it's not a peptide question but I think it's so important what's your opinion on the whole meat versus vegetarian
1: kind of war that's
0: going on right now?
1: Well, uh, okay, I have a short answer and the long one. I'll go with the short one. Uh, For more than 200,000 years, we thrived on meat. Uh, cereals, 10, 12,000 years. So our genes or all genetic evolved around eating meat uh, it de- in different ratio. I'm not I'm not containing carbohydrates, but the base even you go in in Africa where they have fruits, where they, you know, a lot of greens and everything, they're still going to hunt to have their meat. Uh, humanity thrived on eating meat and organs and brains and everything. Because for uh, my uh, man was not just a hunter, he was a scavenger too. Because he couldn't find always prey, But he could find carcasses. So he, he, he would eat what the animal could not reach, which is the brain and, uh, and uh, what's in the spinal cords and inside the bones. And that's because of that brain eating very rich in omega three, uh, that some anthropologists believe that our intelligence evolved uh, because we were the only animal that would have access to that source of rich omega three uh, food. So I don't understand how suddenly in 10,000 years or whole genetic change that now we would thrive better on the vegetables, it just We don't. But that's the whole society problem. Uh, We're totally denaturated right now as humans. Because nothing is natural, just the fact that, you know, it's uh, 825 outside, it's pitch black, you know, I'm more north. And but I have all this light around me. I'm warm, you know, nothing is natural anymore in our environment. Uh, you know, people talk about the 4G and now the 5G, that's all over in the U.S. I've saw a map, forget about it. Eh? I think that the coverage right now of 5G in the U.S. is wider than the 4G. It's it's all over the place. Now it's going back, it's there to stay. It's not, It's bad, not because it's bad per se. It's bad because everything happens too fast. If for some reason there was an increase in the electromagnetic fields on the planet equivalent to, let's say, 5G, but that increase would happen over a few thousand years, then we would adapt to it and it wouldn't harm us. slowly because we're slow to adapt what the problem is it's happening like that today it's not there tomorrow it is so everything happens too fast we don't adapt uh and and uh, then we face all those trouble because of those things they're not bad per se it's just we we never had the time to adapt to them and that's the main problem and it's the same thing again going back even the most hardcore meat eaters take the vikings for example uh winter they would eat meat and all that but summertime you know even here in canada you know <laughs> you know we have fruits and stuff like that you know <laughs> we do have a summer And let me know that if they would find a tree with apples, they would eat the apples. They would say, no, no, me, I'm a meat eater. No, they would eat what they find. Or if they would find a honeycomb, hey, they would jump on it. Uh, They were forced to eat meat only in the winter because that's all they had. Uh, to the earth, and for the most extreme north, you know that thing about the uh, uh, what do you call it, Eskimo Eskimo people? Right. You know they say, oh, they eat it. now. They, you know what they ate the most? It's I think their diet is ninety percent fat, because they would thrive on fat, not on meat. Uh, they would give the meat to the dogs, actually. Wow. <laughs> so it was almost like at least ninety percent fat. And they would thrive on that. And, you know, so you have the genes and everything, but it's not that clear cut. And uh, maybe, yeah, some people adapted to because some people eat cereals and they don't have any problems. So it's probably part of that slow adaptation to that new thing that came about 10, 12,000 years ago. Uh, when uh we started to uh, agriculture and everything so it's not that clear cut but I, I don't think you can totally eliminate meat from your diet it's there are, it, it just doesn't make any sense uh because you, you'd be missing too much that you you will just not find in in uh in uh the uh, green word, uh, uh, vegetarian, vegan, vegetarian vegan. No, you just won't find it. And, you know, I don't want to attack or anything, but there are studies that show that, you know, we're talking about IQs that actually vegan diets actually lower a bit a few points, your IQ. So that's I, I'm not saying it's permanent, but uh, no, and, and there are arguments, you know, they say, uh, you know, if I put a rabbit and a carrot in front of a baby, you know, the baby will pick the carrot to nip on, not, not the rabbit, right? Yeah, well, that, that, that that's not an argument because now take that same baby a bit older and don't give him anything to eat for a week. And put the rabbit and the carrot again, well, it's probably going to eat both. <laughs> you know, it depends on the need at that time. Of course, if the baby is well fed, you won't see the need to eat the the, the, the rabbit, but you know, it's, that's all you you bias a, a study.
0: <laughs> There's a fascinating um, uh, point that Dr. Saladino makes, and that is when the bad uh, 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 indicator goes up, the LDL goes up. He said, it depends on what the context is. He said, if you are metabolically unhealthy and you have insulin issues, uh, then a, you know, a high LDL is trouble. He's not, he's not arguing that, but he's saying, what is the context of the LDL? If there's no <coughs> insulin issues, if there's no sugar issues, if you're metabolically flexible, then a high LDL means nothing and the same with the gout and the uric acid and some of the other. I agree with that against me. Um, and that's kind of what I'm considering right now is I'm trying to get my brain function back. You know, I, I, this is this is my knife's edge right now, which way I'm going to go on the diet. You know, do I go blue zone? Do I go vegetarian with Arnold Schwarzenegger or do I go a Saladino, you know, nose to tail? there's so many different options out there and they each bring up their science and it, it starts becoming just maddening.
1: Well, me, the way I see it, like for what, uh, did, it's not a bad thing. There is an age for everything too. You know, it's not in a phase of his life or his building. Um, Now, I go more into, uh, I'll talk about uh, anti aging and protocols and all that. You know, there is an age, there is an age where you build, and there is an age where you stop building and literally you start dying. Uh, That were genetically programmed for that, that they were born the genes, you're programmed. At what age? What we see now. It looks to be around 120. It's even biblical. So it seems to be that age. But in the eyes of nature, that's a bit, some people, it shocks them, but you know, nature is cruel. The day you cannot reproduce, you become useless for nature. Because our purpose as animal is to perpetrate uh, the species. The day you cannot do that, then not that you die the next day, but all the genes are uh, uh, start to express themselves for the beginning of your death. That's what aging settles slowly. You know, around 45, 50, 55, and everything starts to go down. So, in the first part of your life, everything you do will make you stronger. So, you have a chance to uh, reproduce. After that, not saying that it's not good to do those things, but everything, your own biochemistry turns against you to slowly kill you. Uh, that's where uh, most uh, serious diseases, cancer and all that start to pop out. Uh, cardiovascular diseases and everything. Uh, now, in term of uh, what can you do about it? That's a, That's why well, I like peptides because they're a good tool, because you can tweak with that biochemistry to slow those processes uh, down to happen uh so there is an age so when you were in that phase like arnold he pushed it to the limit you know bodybuilding he was the best in his time now he's not building anymore he's kind of cruising uh through his later years He, he doesn't need because that that's the thing i don't like he seems to let people to believe that you could build a body he had before on a vegetarian diet and all those there is a few bodybuilders that come out and yeah but you know they they all got those physiques eating meat and a lot of it uh so you know now it just if but that's okay again that's what we see with the younger generation, I think, we're pretty much in the same age group. Uh, we're not; they were technology era. You know, the only time when I was young, where I would see uh, what would be a cell phone, or you know, what we're having like a Zoom call, it was like on Star Trek. You know, <laughs> that was like whoa, and and we could only dream of those things now they're born with that so they're there and they kind of forget things from before it was not only us but imagine like a hundred years ago a thousand years ago ten thousand years ago that whole technology pushed them to look forward only not backward you just look backwards As I said, look backward: two hundred thousand years, hundred thousand years, twenty thousand years. Meat, 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 all the way. Uh, We wouldn't be here (laughs) otherwise. Or it's like those people—they say, "Oh, the sun is bad." Well, if it was that bad, as as a species, we wouldn't have made it up to today, you know. Because, again, for literally. 10 of thousands of year we were naked in the sun so you know no I don't I don't adhere to that I'm not again I'm not saying it's bad myself I'm not uh I go on the only meat diet some but I don't thrive on that it's it doesn't make me happy you know some people and uh and I know in some part of America even more you know it's that big like barbecue things and all that, I, I've never been, yeah, you know, so actually I have days I don't eat meat at all. And I'm perfectly happy, you know, but I couldn't go. Uh, I don't call myself vegetarian, you know, I like a good steak when it's uh, the while, or burger and all that, Not the best. But uh, you know, and but I think there's a solution because I think that whole movement is bring about by you know, that first you know, save the animals, you know, they, 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 they suffer and everything. Plus, you know, that all contamination things that they are supposed to bring about and that can be discussed. But, uh, you know, there is quite a few companies now and I see that, actually I invested money in that because I see that in five, 10 years, that's gonna be big. Uh, they make artificial meat, but really like in vitro, they, you extract a few cells from, let's say, a beef, put it there, and you grow it into a piece of meat. Uh, so, and plus the advantage of that, you grow it the way you want. Let's say you're deficient in magnesium, so you make sure that your piece of meat has extra magnesium. You know, you can even design it for you, uh, and that's happening. That's happening. And you solve the problem because to make that, you don't kill animals. So yep. no animals to and suffer. A
0: bunch of grain and a bunch of, you know, glyphosate covered corn.
1: Exactly. You solve all those problems. And and I see that. Uh, you look it up on, on, on Google. You'll see that me. I found like 12 companies at least that are working on that right now. And they, they're able, they made one burger that nobody could tell the difference. Wow except that that burgers cost like a hundred thousand dollars to make <laughs> you know now they have to bring the prices down uh, you know to improve the technology but that that's the next thing that's going to come out hopefully before some government decide you know, it's illegal to eat meat and they're gonna ban that technology who knows but that that's gonna become big
0: all right before we get into the fourth peptide that I Uh, bought and the very interesting side effect that it had. I want to remind everybody we're talking with Jean-Francois Tremblay, who studied exercise and kinesiology and biochemistry at the University of Ottawa and pharmacy at the University of Montreal. He obtained his master's degree in pharmacology at the University of Madrid. Mr. Tremblay has been researching peptides since the 1990s. And after you listen to this game-changing information, as we really do a deep dive. Uh, You're going to be really interested in in finding out how to uh, chat with him uh, about the fact that he makes his own peptides now. He compounds them. He has a burgeoning business called CanLab, C-A-N-L-A-B. It's a Montreal-based company that's uh, synthesizing and manufacturing peptides in Canada. All right, my fourth peptide... Mr. Tremblay was PT-141. I wanted it because I want to increase my lean body mass to fat ratio because that's almost the definition of anti-aging. Um, I don't care how big I get. I want to stay small. I just want my lean body mass to be very high in comparison to my visceral fat and my sub-Q fat. Well, that's what I thought it was going to do, and I hope it is still doing that but it had an interesting side effect. Yeah, no, actually call me the human tripod. Uh, yeah, the, actually
1: the side effect is the main effect <laughs> of that one. Uh, it won't do what you were hoping for, but, uh, yeah, that's you're nice going uh, to get a very uh, healthy tripod. That's for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, for like 12 hours and I'm the, look, we're adults here. It felt really good. Like it was good feeling. And, uh, you know, I apologize to any family members who tune in and hear this, but, you know, the orgasm on it was actually different than a traditional orgasm. It was way deeper, way, it felt way better. So I am, you know, I am a PT-141 convert going forward.
1: Okay, let's talk about it. It's actually a derivate of melanotan. Oh. And melanotan has another effect. It cuts a bit the appetite. But uh, not in the way that you would take uh, an appetite suppressant. It um, actually doesn't work with everybody, but it works. Let's say I'm one of them. I have that tendency. If I like a dish, uh, I will have a tendency to uh, to go for a second serving, even if I'm not hungry. So when you take melanotan or PT one forty one, you'll get a bit of that where you'll be satisfied with only that first dish, for example. So for people, who are, their problem uh, of uh, overweight is um, appetite, or uh, not appetite control, it's uh, portion control. It works really good. Uh, but then again, not everybody wants to get a tan, so they made a derivate of melanotan that brings out more that, Appetite suppression more and less of a tan and less of the prosexual effect. And there is PT 141, where you get much less of the tanning effect, much less of the uh, appetite effect, but you get mainly the prosexual effect. And basically, the first effects you'll see it's a bit like viagra and uh, cialis except the huge difference is that viagra and cialis and all those uh, related compounds they work locally that's where it happens down there to increase the blood flow uh, sec- uh, nitric oxide secretion that would promote uh what it promotes uh, i don't know what What's the rating of your program? So, <laughs> you can say whatever you want to say. Uh, Pt one forty one and the other ones they work. The receptor is in the brain, mm. kind in the primitive brain. So you don't get the erection because of an actual stimulation down there. You get the effect because of. How could I explain it? Uh, the enhanced sexual drive is increased because, that, and that's why the orgasm is increased because the orgasm is in the brain. So those receptors, those part of the brains, are hyperstimulated. So yes, and it works for both men and women. You increase the We could call it the the quality or intensity of the orgasms. You you actually increase the sex drive. So before anything start to happen or you get that. uh, May I compare it, you know, uh, you know, when you were uh, uh, an adolescent, a teenager at that age where, you know, everything is bubbling and you have that urge, you know, to go out. well, in a social uh, setting, but, you know, to go out, find a girl or find a guy or whatever, nowadays, it could be anything. Uh, You know, where you have that drive and you don't care, you know, it's it pushes you to go for it. So that comes back. Uh, So you get everything. You get that drive that is coming back. You get directions that are back and then you get Enhance uh, pleasure out of it. What else you want?
0: More of it. That's what. <laughs> that's what else I want. <laughs> All right. Here's what I want to do now, and I want to be very careful of your time. Um, uh, we definitely have to do a part two because there's so many more peptides I want to cover. But here's a cool thing I thought I thought might be fun to do. Um, I want to re- kind of do like a speed round where I kind of rattle off different ailments that so many of us are suffering from and maybe you could just give without you don't have to go into the peptide itself we can do that in part two but you can just say the peptide that you think that would be effective for it maybe spell it out and that way whoever's listening to the show and has a specific ailment that hasn't been addressed yet could uh then kind of start doing their homework can go to can lab and or go wherever and start studying on this and seeing you know if if it might be something that they want to look into are we okay with that so you would just say whatever the whatever the peptide is spell it out and then we'll move right to the next ailment fair enough fair enough all right brother knee injury
1: timers in beta 4 and bpc 157 the wolverine pack
0: beautiful all right um acl injury wolverine pack because that is so common with females playing any sports any uh,
1: musculoskeletal injury you know to sum it up it's going
0: to be the wolverine yeah okay my ailment the leaky gut
1: specifically bpc157 it has that extra edge Uh, a little trick i don't know if i told you at the time Uh, it repairs amazingly good the guts but you know that almost eighty percent of the guts is built from glutamine, right? So if you take a high dosage glutamine supplement with the BPC one five seven, you—it's like now you have the brick and the mortar to fix your guts. And when I say high dosage, is anything between fifty and eighty grams of glutamine per day. Uh, for glutamine glutamine the amino acid Uh, it's very cheap supplement glutamine uh high dosages you do a three weeks course with the bpc 50 to 80 grams that's between one and 1.6 kilos of glutamine for three weeks that's a lot but it works amazingly good Uh, in three weeks you fix pretty much any Can you
0: spell that amino acid?
1: Oh, it's a G like George. L U T A M I N E. Glutamine. Okay, yeah. got it. Got it. So that that's the brick uh, that's of the, the guts, and the conjuncti- BPC is the cement that will uh, excited, fix bro. it. You got me Listen, to give you an example, I've seen many times. I'm. We cannot talk about healing in mm-hmm. that case, but total remission of the worst case of gut problem crown disease oh yeah total remission in three months
0: jesus i absolutely guarantee uh after this this talk with you i'm gonna get a a lot of vials of the bp 157 and go get and i will do this protocol and uh and circle back with you. Well, we'll do a, a part two before that's over, but then I'll circle back in yeah. 90 days because that's my big thing, man. And, you know, it's hard. I'm sure people come to you, man, and they're hurting, you know, and
1: it's like to, to some degree, it's actually everybody's problem. Is that right. Yeah. Everybody nowadays they as uh, to a degree uh, got uh, permeability.
0: Interesting. Is that the um, glyphosate that's on everything?
1: Glyphosate, gluten for some people, uh, uh, diet in general. Uh, The only people wouldn't have it again. It's like that guy only meat. If he had been on only meat all his life, probably he had that problem. Probably took a while to fix. It's probably fixed by now. But they could have saved a lot of time, like a few weeks and it's fixed. Wow.
0: I'm so excited. All right, let's go to the next one. Brain injury.
1: c lang C-Max, BPC-157. They are FGL peptide, which it's a brain peptide. Uh, And uh, If available, uh, hyperbiotic chambers. Do both. You take your shot of uh, peptides maybe 10 minutes before going into the chamber.
0: Drive it deeper into the tissue. That's right. Interesting. Golly, this stuff is awesome. Um, Obesity.
1: Oh, boy, I wish. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. There are peptides that help, but we all know about fat burners, right? Uh, There are no peptides that will make you burn fat, like caffeine, for example. It's known to raise a bit metabolism and it's going to make you burn a bit more fat. There is no peptides that do that. There are peptides that. What it will do is if you diet, you're on a sound diet, if you exercise. It's gonna make your diet and your exercise work better. It's gonna optimize your metab- your uh, metabolism. So those things you're gonna do to lose weight are gonna work better. So sorry people, you still have to diet, you still have to <laughs> exercise. Uh, you cannot go around it, but at least you're going to see faster results you're going to get that extra help where you're going to get more results from what you're doing so in those cases uh there are peptide a category of peptide that they are growth hormone secretagogues so they increase uh your own secretion of growth hormone which is known to help uh, mobilize the fat out of the f- fat cells so uh so if you're on a diet you exercise you the, the all environment is there for those uh that fat to come out well growth hormone helps that fat to go out so it's gonna make it happen faster and that's actually specifically it's very good for intra-abdominal fat. Usually, many people, it's due to uh, low growth hormone levels. So those peptides are really good for that. Now, there are more other peptides, uh, like MUTC, it's called. It's a fairly new peptide, and that's the, I would call it the king of uh, uh, metabolic optimizers. It was first studies to uh, treat uh, metabolic syndrome, which is... uh, overweight, um, insulin resistance, high blood pressure, and it works on all fronts. Uh, So for example, when you're overweight, almost automatically your insulin uh, resistance increase, which is really not good. So that peptides brings back uh, your insulin sensitivity very fast. It makes the mitochondria, which is the uh, fireplace where you burn your energy, it makes them work better. So you're going to the whole metabolic processes around that fat burning process are going to work optimally. So it's going to help and uh, first and it's going to make you favor. Fatty acid instead of glucose as the primal source wow. of energy. So, in the presence of both, it will pick fatty acid first. It will make the cell, the mitochondria, pick fatty acid first. Wow. So, you'll burn a bit more uh, uh,
0: that that knife edge we we're talking about where you have to become metabolically flexible. We're not saying you have yeah. to be a ketone burner all the time or you have to be a glucose burner all the time. <sighs> but we are saying you want to kind of pulse it, right? Like kind of like just like
1: exactly. And, yeah. and to come back to what we talked before, I, I believe in uh, keto diets but i don't believe to be on keto all year around because evolution that was not it you know summertime fruits uh, uh honey a bunch of sh- sweet stuff uh you know it was cyclical even in the life of those people the only time i see a keto diet to be more permanent in the ca- in the case of serious disease like cancer so you so you 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 uh, uh starve the uh, cancerous cells from uh, glucose. So it helps in the in the in the therapy, but it's a therapy. It's not a way of life. If you're relatively healthy, I don't think it's healthy to be keto all year around.
0: Okay, fair enough. Um, All right, here's what I want to do one more. And then I'm going to tease five or six other ailments. And we'll do a part two because in right. uh, this, uh, this will be uh, kind of <laughs> it's just like the the uh, oh, it's it's all uh, Hollywood and glitz and glamour. No, I just got a text from my wife. Did you pick up Haley from soccer? I'm like, ah, there you go. <laughs> There's the glitz and glamour. Of, Here's the uh, bell. United to, uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll tease heart disease, cancer, building muscle, anti-aging, diabetes, athletic performance, inflammation, sexual performance, and shoulder injuries. Some people could probably figure out some out of those. And then we'll talk about some other uh, peptides that we haven't talked about. There's, a, there's so many good ones, Epitalin. Um, and let's see, is that LO37, uh, IGF-1, Lysin. There's so many fun ones to talk about. Let's do a part two. Sure. Go, is that okay? I'll go grab my daughter and then no,
1: it's, uh, a, it's a very good idea.
0: And that way we can grab a cup of Joe or whatever and refresh ourselves and then we'll come back and do a part two. Okay, sir. All right, brother. All Thank right. You.
1: Talk to you again, yeah,
0: soon. Little... For our full schedule of fights on the NBC Sports Network, CW and ABC affiliates, visit unitedfightalliance.com United Fight Alliance. United We Fight.